we have to somehow realize that the things are the way they are because somebody didn't do what they were supposed to do. No Sunday school, no church, prayer out of school. Come on. No reprimanding of children. Come on. Logicalizing everything down to the very iota. And we'll say, this is modern now. That's modern. Let me tell you something. Everything moderning best. Welcome to Concepts for Living. This service is coming to you from the Chapel of the Anointing. We invite you to stay tuned for a life-changing word. Hi, and welcome to Concepts for Living. We're coming to you from our sanctuary. As we do, we want to thank many of you for your support in the past year. You have helped us uh, to be a blessing to many. And I trust that you will stand with us as we face this new year that God will use us to be a continual blessing to many because of you. I also would like for you to know that as a congregation, as a ministry, our theme is for this year, victory shall be mine this time. Think about it. It's based on the numerological number 17. 17 is the number to denote victory. And I want you to experience victory this week, victory the next week, victory throughout this whole year. May God bless you and yours to experience that victory. Now, in this message, I'll be speaking from the theme, victory shall be mine this time. I want you to look at someone and say to them, victory shall be mine this time. You may take your seat. For the many of you who have just arrived back from traveling and were not privileged to be here on New Year's Eve to know that we've already enunciated our theme for the year. And the theme for the year is based on the numerological value of the numeric 17. Numerology is God's code language for giving his messages to his people. Numbers. Our theme is the theme for this message. This is my second message in the series. Victory. Victory is what the number 17 denotes. That simply means that this year, whatever I've had to go through, experiencing the agony of defeat, because I'm in this 17th year, I have the right to anticipate that victory shall be mine. The thrill of victory is about to be experienced by people who you last 
as Saul experiencing defeat. The losses, the pain, the misery, and all that was even expressed in the prayer time. You and I are blessed this morning to say, I'm here. With all that has happened in the past, I'm here. With all I've gone through, I'm here. My God, and we are all here present before God to hear the things that God have commanded to the man of God for you. Those were the words of Cornelius, the man who was the Gentile, in fact, the first Gentile to become a part of the Christian church. Up to this point, it was only Hebrews, but thank God that the Gentiles, I said the Gentiles, by the way, since you all may wonder where the Gentiles, but the Gentiles are all non-Jews. Any non-Jews in here? Somebody ought to say something that you were included in the kingdom enterprise of bringing the world back to God. And so when I look at this thing, and as we further pursue it, and the implications thereof. I've got to ask that you will note this 30th chapter of 1 Samuel because it speaks about the battle at Ziglag. And not only the battle at Ziglag, but it speaks about how the enemy can come in and not only invade, but come in and destroy all that you have, even of community, even of family, even of individual life. The enemy has a way of coming in, even when you're not aware, and ravishing, destroying what we hold so dear. That particular statement can be applied to individuals as well as to communities. There are times when we take for granted everything's cool. Just like David and his men who went on another campaign leaving Ziglag and all their loved ones behind. Why not? They'd always done it. It was their way of life. But what they didn't realize is that while they were going about their affairs, the enemy was going about his. Oh, Lord. And that when they were on that particular campaign, they were not aware that the enemy had invaded Ziglag and had taken captive their loved ones and burned the city. Hmm. I call it the incident. The incident. The incident is what becomes the very core of this body of scripture that I have read to you. This incident that took place in the city of Ziglag represents a, an example of what you and I can take from this passage to be able to cope with our own battles and our own disruptions and our own confrontations and our own situations so that in the end, just like David could testify, 
we will testify in the end. Victory shall be mine. Well, as always, we have three points in this message. One, the incident. Two, the inquiry. And three, the interaction. Stay tuned. You're going to be blessed as we indeed discover how David got the victory and how you can have victory in your battles. This is the year. Victory shall be mine this time. I'm not running. I'm not crying no more. I'm going to get my act together. I'm going to pursue. And I'm going to recover. Hallelujah. You shall do it without fail. Tell somebody, I can't fail. You know why? Because if God is in it, if God ordered it, you may not like me. You may not want me around. You may not want to hear what I got to say. It don't matter. Because if God has anything to do with it, it's already accomplished. I know the thoughts that I have concerning you. Thoughts of good and not of evil. To give you what? An expected end. Or to give you a future and a hope. That's why if I were you this morning, I'll join you, because I've already done it, but I'll join you. I'll start praising God right now that all my future, that Bermuda, that my life, my family, the defeats we had, all of the struggling that we had is about to change because God, when he gets ready, he can open up doors for you. He can make ways for you. He can do things that you could never do on your own. Somebody ought to say, yes, Lord. <laughs> Nothing ventured. You got it. So we got to get going. You got to tell somebody, I'm sorry, I'm not crying with you no more. Because when you get, yeah, 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 remember that old song? Oh, boy, here I go. I'm going to cry me a river. Remember what that? Uh, the Israelites hung their harps on the willows and said, how are we going to sing the Lord's song in a strange song? That's easy. Open up your mouth. Lift up your voice. That's good enough. It'll get you out of your dundrums and cause you to realize that all is not lost because God is still on his throne and God will make a way out of no way. I'm speaking to somebody who lost their job, somebody who lost their family, somebody, one of the greatest joys that I had just recently was to hear somebody say, guess what? My family's back. I mean, he thought it was all over. My family's back. God can change minds, hearts, and attitudes, and behaviors. God can do, God can do anything but fail. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or even think. Come on, people. Are we, are we religious or are we in a relationship? Because if we're in a relationship, then we ought to heard something from God. And God said, I don't care how things look. You shall recover all. So notice the third thing, and I'm through. 
The interaction was because of God's divine intervention. God will intervene for us, but it doesn't take from us the responsibility to interact. Say it again, Pastor. Well, I said, God intervenes on our behalf, but the interaction is on our behalf. They had to go. David had to go and fight, and he fought from morning to evening of the next day. And he fought until he, he was like, you know, moving himself into. Anybody been through a situation where it's dark and it just seemed like blank and you're struggling and you can't get through. And, you're, and then all of a sudden you see a little crack. And that crack starts letting through a big beam that lights up your situation. It don't have to be a big thing. But if I could just get a crack, somebody say, if I could just get a crack, if I could just see a little bit, if I could just sense a little bit. And sometimes God may not even let you see it. He may let you sense it. Because when there was no rain, I hear Elijah saying, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. When it wasn't raining, not a cloud in the sky. But he said, I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. Your senses will tell you that God is about to do something for you. God is about to open up a way for you. God's getting ready to give you a victory. God's getting ready to make you stronger than you ever were. You're going to come out better. You're going to come out stronger. The interaction is that they finally connect with the Amalekites and destroyed them. And now David goes to pick up. <laughs> David begins to take his wife, I mean his wives back. Children coming back. And then everything that the enemy took from him is on his way back. Somebody looking at me funny this morning. You know he took some stuff from you. You know you lost some things. But I got news for somebody this morning. Call it prophecy if you want. I am saying that what God's going to prove to you this year, if you will be faithful and true, and if you'll stay in this, and if you walk in faithfulness and in commitment to him, guess what? The enemy's getting ready to get a great big surprise because you're going to show up, and when you come to show up, you're coming to pick up everything the devil took from you. Everything, everything, everything. Everything in your family, in your, in your house, in your neighborhood, in the country is coming back. God help me this morning. I need help from heaven. Like Job, we're not only going to get it back, we're going to get more than what they took. Because God said the devil will have to pay you double for what he took from you. Somebody ought to say thank you, Jesus. Because it would be good enough just to get back what he took. But to think that I'm getting back more than what it took, somebody ought to say, somebody ought to be happy right now, but y'all just looking at me like I don't know what I'm talking about. But I know one thing, that Job got back more. The Bible said he got double what he went through and what the devil took. Ziglag. Say Ziglag. You know what Ziglag means? I got a call from, where, honey, where, where, where did that call come from? Where, where's Mario? Pennsylvania? I don't know. Where was he? Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I got a call from Lancaster, Pennsylvania last night. I was in the midst of my study. And while I'm in the midst of my study, someone on the other end, not in my study, not knowing what I'm studying, 
I'm looking to, I'm checking out Ziglag because I had a passion to find out what Ziglag mean. And the person in the background of the one talking to me said, it means press. I heard press. I said, press. To myself, I recorded. Then I went and checked it out. And when I found out that Ziglag means press down and running over. That's why the devil wants to attack you. Because you don't know what you're in the midst of. You're in the midst of abundance. And you're trying pork with pig under the arm. Like you don't even know where God has stationed you. Everybody up in here this morning ought to give God praise right now for where he has you. Because where he has you, woo, it's a place of abundance. Press down, shaken together, and running over. Well, you know, God is moving so powerfully in our ministry, even in this country. And then to get responses from all around the world, we are much encouraged. Once again, Thank you for your support, and we look forward to your continual support. So until next time, when we shall come to you with more Concepts for Living, may God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.